This episode on the Mesh.tv is sponsored by The Sock Factory, making quality socks in North Carolina since 1975. Producers of Crazy Compression, William Tucker, and Fit Sock, The Sock Factory has something for everyone. Find out more at thesockfactory.com. What you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Episode 9, Volume 7 of the Fantasy Formula. Hot off a 3-in-1 week for me and 1-in-0 week for Hank. And a fabulous Bruno Mars concert on Thursday. Hank, we're live coming at him Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. You had your coffee yet this morning? I'm feeling pretty good, although you said I looked awful this morning. I will tell you it got a little awkward with that music right now. (laughs) I don't know if it was your singing or the way that you just stared at me while you were singing, but it was gross. Don't do that again. Oh, Hank, I'm sorry about that. But you know when that Bruno Mars Versace on the floor comes on, it doesn't matter really who's in the room. I'm just going to stare at them with those eyes. You know. Very scary. So, buddy, talk to me a little bit about our fantasy weekend, and then we're going to talk a little bit about a great, great concert that I went to uh, last week. Uh, my fantasy weekend went pretty pretty well. You know, I started off my uh, fantasy year with a loss, which is no way to start it out. You start, you start eyeing your team, thinking this great team that you have is going to do something, and they blow it. But um, I wasn't going to let it happen this week. Mm-hmm. I had one of my arch nemesis. <laughs> Against me this week. Yes. And I refuse, refuse to lose to this cat. You got me? Absolutely. And I went back and I looked. Head to head, we're nine to nine. Wow. Yeah. So there was there that was is actually, a robbery. There was actually something at stake here to pull ahead, right? So when we walked in the weekend, I wanted to let LT know I'm not scared to put it on the line. I want to let him know we're nine and nine. Yes. All right. So if we're this is for the bragging rights, right? I beat him by one and a half points. I saw the score, Hank. Now, tell, please tell me it came down to like Monday night at the very last play or he something. He had Ty Montgomery. Yes. Who scored like 25 that points. Was Sunday night. Yep. Yep. I had Devonta Freeman. That same, those oh, were our last wow. two. It didn't oh, come down to wow. Monday. It came down to Sunday night. Yes. Yeah. That's exciting. So too. I was up by like eight going in. Yes. Pulled it out. <sighs> when, when Ty Montgomery scored that first, or Devonta Freeman scored that first, first time, touchdown. Yep. I was like, yeah, Got getting him. good. Mm-hmm. Getting good. Then Montgomery comes back and scores. Mm. 
don't really like that situation, but it's okay. Yes. Devonta scores again. Montgomery scores again. And I'm like, this is I'm, – I'm going to, you know, chew my fingers down. Sure, sure. But, you know, cream rises to the That's top. That's it, buddy. That's what they say. Congratulations on your one-point victory over the – One-and-a-half. Let's get it. One-and-a-half-point victory over uh, uh, Lawrence Thompson, the ex-commissioner of our league. I was uh, – also had a very good weekend, Hank. Three and one. Continued my hot, hot play in my high-point league and also my hickory league that I am with you – I put up 152, some crazy number. I hope that ends. It won't. Uh, this team is on hitting on all cylinders. We can, we will continue to keep this train a running throughout the season. I'm predicting a perfect season like Miami Dolphins 1972. Oh, That's what I'm predicting. Wow. At this moment, yes, we might go undefeated this year. Wow. Okay, Hank. Let's take a little break from fantasy. Although we do have a lot to talk about, injury wise, waiver wire wonders, all that good stuff. I went to the Bruno Mars concert on Thursday, okay? So jealous. Let's take our time tonight, girl. Not jealous of that. <laughs> so we get there at a 3 o'clock-ish. We're in Charlotte. Okay. Cruise up. Get our hotel room. Hotel room is the A-Loft. A-Loft. Oh, A-Loft, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. right up there, there near the epicenter. Times. Yeah, good place. Very small rooms, though. Have you noticed? They're very small rooms. you got a bed, you got yeah. a TV, and you've got a shower. All put in together in the size of less than half the studio. How it's long were you in that room, bud? Probably about three hours. Okay, so that's so, all that hey, matters. Listen, yeah. and you, you, I'm not you. Many attributes, but you're not tall. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so size of room <laughs> really, really, <laughs> really it really should matter. But you you're, could, good point. Okay. Very good point. Dog bed <laughs> in a closet may work out, but go ahead. Yes, thank you. And it was decorated very nicely, though. See? It's very beautiful. Had pool tables downstairs. Yeah, no kidding. A bar in the lobby. Anyway, real cool spot. So we get there, have a drink or two, cruise up to this restaurant called Fahrenheit. Yeah. 51, maybe? At the top bar. At the top. Yeah. You know, overlooking the Queen City. It was gorgeous. Beautiful scenery, beautiful people. Uh, the air conditioning wasn't working in there, and there was about 90 damn degrees, and I'm dressed <laughs> up in this Bruno Mars real heavy wool jacket. It was signature <laughs> yeah. Bruno Mars? No, it's kind of my own take on Bruno Mars okay. outfit. So I'm... it's kind of like a denim jacket with real wool, big collar. You know what I'm feeling here? <laughs> and so I'm walking up the streets of Charlotte, North Carolina. It's about 92 degrees. And, you know, I'm just sweating. Looking like a Civil War soldier. Exactly. (laughs) And Jennifer's like, just take it off. Take that jacket off. I was like, nah, dude. I'm rocking this thing. It's going to air condition will be in the restaurant. I'll look cool. It'll be fine. We get up there. The hostess was like, hey, thanks for coming. Just want to let you know our air conditioning's out. (laughs) Oh, God almighty. So anyway. I need to check my coat. (laughs) Exactly. So we go. Our jacket's still on. We eat our dinner. Go out, take some uh, great pictures of the skyline and all that good stuff. And I then, saw some of those. Yeah. Very beautiful people. Oh, very gorgeous people I was with. And th- throughout the whole concert, just beautiful people. So we leave. The concert starts at 8, but there's an opening performer. She is one of the Fifth Harmony gals. So we didn't get there for her, but I'm sure she put on a great show. Show's supposed to start at 9. Well, 9. We get there at 8.45. 9 comes. 9.15 comes, 9.30, still no show. I'm like, let's get this thing on the road, Bruno. We're ready. I forgot to tell you this, Hank. So we bought our tickets a long time ago, and I was warned, hey, we might be kind of far up. I was like, it doesn't matter. There ain't going to be a bad spot in the Spectrum Center. I think no. that's what it's called. But when she said we might have some bad seats, literally, my back was to the wall in the last row, 
and to the right of me is the corner. So I'm a wall on my right, wall on my back. The furthest dude from Bruno Mars in the entire Coliseum. That is me. In that hinders your dancing, too. It, well, the cool thing is there's nobody behind me to mess around, so I've got all the space I want to do to kind yeah, of – So you ought to see what he's doing in here. You ought to see what he's doing in here. <laughs> watch this. Look at that. Look, watch me go. So I was doing a lot of the worm and all that stuff. But anyway, I'm the furthest from Bruno Mars in the entire Coliseum. Didn't hinder me a bit. So show starts 935. I cannot remember the opening number. I thought it would be treasure, dun, 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 but it wasn't. Treasure came the third song. Okay. Right? But That's show, what I like. That's a great that, song. That was maybe second or four. Okay. You know, we got that one going. He saved some of the slow ones for the middle of the concert. Maybe, oh, yeah. you know, uh, just the way you are. Hey, and then girl. that real slow one with the piano that, um, oh, you know that one. I'm going to have to play it. You have your look up the Bruno Mars. It's the piano one, you know. And he's like taking you dance, dance. <laughs> you know I, that, that, that one. isn't a song yes. in his repertoire. I'm, um, I'm going to find it. How about Perm? That's one of Perm. Perm played. Perm was there. Yes, Perm, <laughs> perm was big. Like, perm, big Perm played around song ten. And uh, hey, keep going. Keep with the story here. Know, keep, know, stay I'm with us. Stay I'm with us. I'm trying stay to find this song. So. Hey. Okay. So it was incredible, like, it was one hit after the other. One hit after the other. And for the encore, it was the Mark Ronson, you know, the, what is that one? Yeah, 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 you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, bum, yeah, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> But from what I understand, I talked to a lot of people that had, so I, I was kind of disappointed I didn't get tickets to it because my little boy, as you know, loves him. Yeah, big Bruno fan. Loves him. And... Oh, this yeah. is that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While you're yeah. talking, we'll let it play in the background. Yeah. Go ahead. Big, huge Bruno fan. So I went on to look at tickets for Raleigh. Astronomical, <laughs> bro. Yeah. I mean, talking like mortgage yes. territory. The uh, We heard there were some people that we knew that were down on the floor. Front row to fifth row, $1,200 a ticket. I was going to say $1,200 bucks a ticket. You Crazy. know, rear view. Rear view. You know what rear view means when it's on your ticket? What's that mean? It's not a good thing. That means you're behind the stage. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Looking like at a corner. Gotcha. You might get his foot in there. You know, if he kicks it out, you might get a foot in there. <laughs> right. 280 bucks. What? Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But the cat put on a phenomenal show. My mom and her friends were actually one kind of aisle over from us, so I could see my mom boogie in, nice. having a big time with her girlfriends. Nice. We were doing our thing up top. And so the show ends, you know, we pop out of the Coliseum. I'm kind of looking, you know, I've got my Bruno Mars woolly jacket on. I'm dancing around. Well, Andy Roney, the guy that we're with, starts telling people, hey, y'all, make way, make way. This is Bruno's cousin. Make way. And oh. so I'm walking, and people are, like, looking around, you know, and they're looking at me a little bit. So we pop into a little dance place because, you know, we like to dance. Yeah. And Andy kept saying the same stuff. Hey, y'all, clear it out, clear it out. Bruno Mars' cousin's coming through. So I went straight to the dance floor, did a little Jigger, to you know how I like yeah, to do oh, it. Yeah, yeah. Keep I, shirt on. I, shirt stayed on. Jacket was even on at this time oh, too. Gross. So now it's 108 degrees. But I signed two autographs. I signed two autographs as Bruno Mars' cousin. What I did is just wrote a big C and then a little scribble. Two autographs. Did you Bruno Mars? Seymour? Seymour's? <laughs> it might have been Seymour's at this time. Bruno I probably Mars? could even. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing with that? I, I love that. I couldn't even spell probably at this time because it was about one o'clock in the morning. But. I did sign two autographs. We looked the part. The whole crew I was with, just we just had a 
phenomenal time. Bruno, thank you for a great evening. Hey, maybe we can get him in the studio one Yes, day. I think I've got his number on a speed dial. You're his we'll, cousin, for yeah, goodness we'll, sake. We'll get him in here very soon. Uh, so that started the weekend off. Also went to a birthday party for some of our dear friends, Megan Young, mm-hmm. Scott and Courtney Yunt. We nice. went to a cool restaurant in Hickory, had a ball, treated us like royalty. And then Saturday, bunch of soccer. And another birthday party, two bir- adult birthday parties, two what? adult birthday parties in one weekend, plus the Bruno on Thursday. So, buddy, it was quite the weekend. I tell you, you look kind of like a grape right now because you're getting a little, <laughs> you know, all that alcohol and yeah, everything is getting sucked, sucked back in. out of yeah, you. Yeah, I, I had quite a, I, I for all the excitement you had, mm-hmm. I had the exact exact opposite. So it was very quiet because I've had weekend, weekend, sure. weekend, 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 sure. and you know it's nice to have those weekends that you go. And we had our first flag football game oh let me hear about this yeah well see you know we love sports all of us love sports and everything football we love watching my boy didn't want to play tackle he saw a football game last year with the little guys and somebody got crunched <laughs> he was like it ain't, <laughs> that ain't me, me daddy so uh we had flag football and last year you know he's a little guy so this year he's one of the older ones so they put him in a a better role yeah right and so there's like three or four kids that are um, older and they're giving them the opportunity to play quarterback and w- receiver and running back and everything. But you cool. know, the, the thing about football is, is it's still the same game regardless of what you play. And if you're going to run your offense, what's the most important part that you think that you would need to get your offense off the ground? Just besides a good quarterback. Offensive what, line. I think you need a good offensive line. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. You got to have good blocking. Got to right? have that. So Harris goes in the first series and he was going to be quarterback and he you know, he's feeling a little good about himself. Like Oh, know, he's quarter, starting quarterback. quarterback. So he thought pretty, you know, he was feeling pretty good about himself. So he pulls up, you know, down, set. <laughs> <laughs> he steps one foot back. Flags pulled, right? Yes. No blocking. No. <laughs> no blocking. Love it. Three, the whole series. He doesn't even get to do anything, right? Yeah. Comes off. He was like, they're all over me. <laughs> like, at the end of the game, the three kids that were playing quarterback or that, you know, were swapping in and out, they were like, I want to play running back. I want to play wide receiver. They did not want to play quarterback. That's great. They weren't getting any love. So it was a, uh, it was good. You know, this, and that's good about sports. It's like, you, it's good to be on team. We got beat like 42 nothing. Okay, it's good to be on teams that struggle. Yes, Ooh, that's a forty-two nothing. That's a struggle. Yeah, no, it creates. <laughs> I think it creates character. It does. It does. It, it, I think it's it's good. And they walked on that field, and Harris goes, "You see, number one, that cat's fast." I was like, "That cat smoked you for about twenty points." So uh, oh, it was goodness. fun. I spent a lot of time in the yard. Spent we we went to hit. Yeah, on yeah. Sunday we had a good time, but it was uh, it was a lot of fun. We saw our, my buddy Chase. Your, your yes, Chase. I heard. I heard he you was know, in town for the tennis extravaganza. Yeah, he brought his team in, Gwinnett, in to play Lenore Ryan, and Lenore Ryan did a great job. But um, that's a different caliber of tennis. He was telling me Team's about loaded. their record last year. You know, they have seven national championships. His guys are four of it. The women are three. And he was in telling, a row. In a row. In a row. He was telling me. I was like, so how does this? To the nation, how does this hold up? And he said, well, last year, I can't remember what he said, but the team that won the Division Two National Championship, who's LR's division, yeah. they beat them because they're like South Georgia State or something like that. He was like, they played them and beat them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so you, in my eyes, you would have had a shot at winning the National Championship in Division Two. Then he said, University of Georgia, UGA, 
came in runner-up in the NCAA final. Mm-hmm. They beat them last year. What? Holy cow. So you think about it on a national level, they would have been at least in the top few. Sure. And it is it was amazing to watch those kids play because awesome. they could have he said, you know, a lot of these kids could go anywhere and mm-hmm. they come to the small Gwinnett County and good for him. He's why, able, why is that? Is there what is the draw? Well, I think it's I, I think the seven national championships that brings them in make something. I think getting a history with these because everybody on his team's foreign. You yeah. know they have they're international yeah. from all over the place, right? Right, and and you know you have one kid from Argentina that's had a good experience that plays top level tennis and is leaving there and is going pro. I think he said he had eight kids that are now on tour or four eight kids that are on tour now. Unbelievable. So I, you know, it's it's that kind of record that they're like, I don't care. It's kind of like Long Beach State in yeah, baseball. baseball. It's kind of like you know Butler in basketball now. It's kind of like you know those obscure schools that are kind of taking it. To they kind of level. build there so that they're successful and they start building a reputation. More people start talking about them before you know it. The word is out, and everybody wants to play for you. They right. want to be a part of something special. Right. Yeah. So that's but, great, man. But, I hate I didn't get to see him, but. Um, your brother, I saw your brother there. He came out. He cool. came out, and you know, it's Chase is Chase. You know, I love Chase. Yeah, he uh, he uh, he is built to be a head coach. I he, can see he it. He had his his he looked the part. Yes, he was barking orders. He was talking the part. It was great seeing him, cool. and uh, it was good. Well, good man. I hate I miss him, but I'm glad uh, he's tasted so much success at his university or his college there. Um, Hank, talking about success, let's talk about this fantasy football. You ready? Let's do it. Okay, so Hank, it's another Bruno. Look at me. Look at it. Yeah, you would not believe how much dancing this little man can do in a chair. Okay. There we go. Okay, Hank. So three and one last week, one and zero oh for you. And where we'll start this week, buddy, is we've got a pretty interesting matchup on a Thursday night. Actually, it's not a very interesting matchup. It is a damn. Dog show. L.A. Rams versus San Francisco 49ers. What are you talking about? Both these teams kind of really stink. I will do a a quick prediction fantasy-wise. Even though the L.A. Rams supposedly got this great defense, they did not show it last week. San Francisco's Carlos Hyde is having a great year. Do you have Carlos Hyde? I do not. Okay. Carlos Hyde is having a phenomenal year. Top five fantasy running back so far this year. Watch this fellow run rough shot against this L.A. Rams offense. Right now, Vegas has total... 40 over under. L.A. Rams, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. L.A. Rams, two-and-a-half favorite. I mean, you know, we, we talked about those Rams and how you could not depend on them. Yes. But Gurley, you know. He's having a good He's having, having a, a pretty good year. Good, good Last year so week far. it was 88 yards and a touchdown. Golf had one touchdown, 224 yards. Also had an interception. I mean, I'm not saying that I like them, but it, they're – by far exceeding their expectations. They are. And if you look at the quarterback play in San Francisco, so to be completely honest, I got to tell you, I kind of like L.A. in this contest. L.A., huh? I like L.A. too, Hank. Minus the two and a half. Let's take them against the San Francisco 49ers on Thursday night. Tell me if I made a boo-boo here. So Jared Goff was sitting on my waiver wire last week. Um, Jared Goff coming off the 300-yard game in week one. Played great. And I had Dak Prescott as my other quarterback. I benched Dak, put Jared Goff in thinking. And who did they play last week? They played the Redskins at home thinking that Goff would light it up. Goff kind of rescinded back a little bit to the way he played last year. 
not a very good performance. 15 for 25, 224, and a touchdown with one pick. But would you feel safe moving forward with a Jared Goff starting against a San Francisco defense who's a top five worst in the league? I, I would at this yeah. point. I mean, you know, if that was your only option, I mean, many of us have good quarterbacks. But, you know, you're starting to see people second-guess the quarterback that they had. Certainly. I'm one of them. Eli and who are the – Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, yes. Ne- neither one of those guys is having a season that's worth a darn. Right. Now, they probably will in week three if I decide okay. to bench him. But it is getting to the point now where I'm like, do I have to make a move? Because, I mean, Russell Wilson is 14 points, right. 16 points. I'm so glad you brought this up. And we can talk a little bit about more, more about Russell when his game comes up. But listen to this, Hank. I heard this stat today about Russell Wilson because a lot of people are in the same boat as you. What the hell is going on with Russell Wilson? You know, what am I going to do? Am I going to bench him? You know, I drafted him top five rounds. and He's my starting quarterback. Yeah. I need him. He, in this last game, he had two touchdowns dropped. So think about what his numbers fantasy-wise, if one of them was a bomb, like a 35- to 40-yard bomb, another one was a, a touchdown short pass to C.J. Procise, but add that 40-yard bomb plus two more touchdowns, yeah. hey, we're talking Russell Wilson's cool. Yeah, he's my man. He's my so man. just remember, it's not you can't always just look at that final stat line. Some things might have happened during the game, so don't give up on Russell yet. Do not give up on Russell yet. Thank you. Yes, sir. I hope that inspired you. Next up. We've got a 1 o'clock kick. The Baltimore Ravens versus these Jacksonville Jaguars. Baltimore, a hot team right now. Their defense, top three in every category. They are 2-0. and Jacksonville coming off that loss last week. They play – I think they got worked. Hank. Tennessee, they, 37-16. 37-16 at home. Jacksonville stays at home for this contest against Baltimore. Vegas has the number. Baltimore minus the four. Total 39-and-a-half. I still I, – I can't even believe I'm going to say I like Jacksonville. But I think that they are going to make this competitive. I still think Baltimore comes out. Baltimore's still like running like 45 guys. You know, yeah. I mean, they haven't found their identity. They don't know what they're really doing. But their defense is going to keep them in it because, you know, I mean, they kept the Browns to 10 points, which isn't, like, stellar. But I'm going to go with Baltimore on this. I like one. Baltimore minus the 4-2. Jacksonville, you know, if you're a Jacksonville Jaguar fan, you probably drafted Leonard Fournette. I got a little bit of Leonard Fournette in my uh, one of my leagues. I'm tempted to bench this dude because of the heralded Baltimore defensive front. Yeah. <sighs> I, we'll have to see how it plays out. But Fournette, guys, if you've got him, you know, just think about before you start him, maybe you put him as a flex instead of your RB1. Let's see what happens. But this Buck Allen for the Ravens, who you had last year, is kind of taking Woodhead's place, coming out of the backfield, run, rushing some, catching mad balls out of the backfield. I don't think he's available on many waiver wires. But if he is, pick him up, start him against a Jacksonville Jaguars defense who's okay but not really good against the – receiver coming out of the backfield we both like baltimore and i'm gonna lean under as well yeah all right next up hank we have got worst game ever oh my gosh when you say worst game ever you are not kidding a one o'clock kick cleveland at indianapolis vegas has a number cleveland open as a point one point favorite now to pick them is what i see andrew luck won't even watch this game (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and speaking of luck if you drafted luck this is week three. He's not playing again. Do you hold on tight? I mean, are you riding this thing out? Or are you just going to say, man, the Colts suck so bad? Even if he's healthy, they might not play him anyway. I How do you feel about this? I, I'm with you. I, I don't know if he's going to be much help to that team. And to be completely honest, if I were the owner and the head coach, I'd really consider 
not bringing him in. I, you know, I if he's going right. to miss half the games, let's scrap this season. Let's get you back for next year. Exactly. And let's start all over because there's not a hole. There's multiple holes. Yeah. And without Andrew Luck, that – lessens the value of your T.Y. Hilton. I don't know if you've got their stats. See what, what T.Y. did last week. Probably nothing. Dante Moncrief's doing nothing. Frank Gore did have a touchdown last week. But um, what, what you got for T.Y.? 46 yards for Frank Gore and a touchdown. And then um, Doyle had 79 yards receiving. Hilton had 49 yards receiving. Uh, you know, it's kind of like – Without luck, dude, these receivers are a do-do. And Brissett, Brissett was 216 with an interception. Yeah. I mean, he, he didn't go out there and <laughs> shock the world. He didn't do anything spatial. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton owners, I'm sorry. You probably drafted him late second, early third, maybe even before then. I don't think you can start him without Andrew Luck on the field. So, <clears throat> y'all take that into consideration. Cleveland, on the other hand, you had Kaiser. The rookie uh, quarterback threw three interceptions, threw three picks. He yeah. also went out of the game in the first half with a migraine. Said he couldn't see very well. Comes in the second half, throws three picks. If you got a migraine, you can't see very well. Why are the coaches putting you back in the game in the second half? Listen, the guy comes to me and says, "I got a migraine. My hip hurts." <laughs> Even if he says, "I can't," you know, my shoulders feel right. a little bit bad on right. that. I can't see. <laughs> I can't see. No. Put him in the game. Do you know how fast moving this game is? And they're going to put a blind man in there? That goes ahead. That tells you that Colin Kaepernick has, you know. Oh, I wow. mean, this, this, that's blowing up. Yes. That is blowing up. But, I mean, this guy can't see and he's got an NFL job. It's ridiculous. It's like Stevie Wonder out there. <laughs> what the hell's going on out here? <laughs> No New Year's Day Don't. We've had enough. celebrate. You've hit your okay. singing limit. <laughs> All right, so what are we going to take in this uh, Las Vegas lovely showdown? Cleveland, Indianapolis, will pick them. I, I almost refuse to bet this game because I don't want people to think that I'd actually check the box score. But um, I think the Browns have a better shot than the Colts. Me too, Hank. Three for three. We're on the same team. All right, next game, Pittsburgh. One o'clock kick at Chicago. The Chicago Bears have already heard some rustling about a Trubisky siding taking over for Glennon. But in my opinion, this humble man's opinion, I don't think Glennon is really at fault here. It, it, the uh, Bears receivers dropped six balls, two which could have been touchdowns last week. Another interception that Glennon threw bounced off a dude's like shoulder pad and bounced into the uh, defender's hands. So it's not all about Glennon. I think the whole Chicago Bears, Bears team sucks. Jordan Howard, you drafted him round one. Give me his stat line from last week. Still processing. Processing. Thank you. <laughs> there's sweat beating up on Hank's brow. Has I got to tell speak. you, dude, there's a lot of pressure being the stat guy here. Especially – we might need to um, negotiate a quicker Wi-Fi. Maybe have the mesh <laughs> system put in here because yes. I, I I get I get kind of uh, sweaty palms when I start to do this. So uh, Howard, when would he go? Tenth, eleventh? Yes, maybe? first round, early 10th, second. Eleven rushing. Howard had nine carries for seven yards. <sighs> do you know what I would do to my TV if I had that guy on the on my team? I would punch. He wasn't even the leading rusher. The leading rusher had thirteen yards. But Glennon had 300 yards passing, That's, a TD, two interceptions. I mean, it's saying. not like he's terrible, especially I, if he gets those guys. Like, exactly. Those balls. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying, Hank. Um, you know, for the Bears, last week's waiver wire wonder was that Tariq Cohen. See if you've got his numbers, Hank. Um, he was the rookie from North Carolina Central or North Carolina A&T. It looks like he's almost not taking Jordan Howard's spot, but – it seems like he gets more run. I think he's in on more of the carries and of uh, the targets than Howard is right now. He had the most targets 
as a receiver with eight, and he yeah. had 55 yards, and then he carried the ball seven times opposed to Howard's nine. Wow. So, it, but he only had 13 yards. I mean, that's that's and and one of his carries was nine yards. Right. That's gross. That's not good. That, that's not good. That's not good. Yeah. So, what do we like in this game? Pittsburgh's laying seven and a half on the road. Total 45. Well, I think Le'Veon's starting to come to life. I, I mean, like you this. know, that's. It's kind of hard to deny that team. So, uh, Pittsburgh, I'm going with Pittsburgh on this one. Hank, you called it perfectly because Le'Veon, now he's th- this is week three. He's been a little slow just kind of getting back involved into the offense. Look for him to explode against this Bears defense. Check him out. I want to say running back one this week, 100 yards rushing, 75 yards receiving, Two touchdowns. You heard it here, Hank. I heard, heard it, it I, here. I did hear it here. Pittsburgh minus the seven and a half. Next up on the agenda, my friend, we've got the Miami Dolphins at the lowly New York Jets. One o'clock kick. Vegas has the number opened up at minus six for the Dolphins. Now it's bet down to five and a half. Total 41 and a half. Jets 0 and 2. Miami coming off. Oh, a surprise win on the road last week. Yep. 1 and 0. They beat the Chargers. Yes, they did. Um, 19 to 17. And wasn't it a field goal? Like a missed field goal? Yes. Chargers had a chance to win the yeah, game at the end and missed field goal at the end. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of good for Miami to get that that monkey off their back, that first win, especially because they were delayed um, the start of their season because sure. of the hurricane. Um, the Jets are just terrible. Although they scored 20 points against Oakland, they're just awful. Uh, Jay Ajayi, though, is kind of like the, di- you know, the diamond in the rough over yeah. there in Miami. He had 122 yards, which... Hey, it, pretty impressive. No, uh, very few running backs had that kind of performance. And um, passing, Cutler did 230 and a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit better than others. Uh, Landry had one throw, didn't, no catch, though. <laughs> um, Give me some receiving numbers for, I'm just interested about the Devontae Parker and Landry kind of split fantasy wise. Who's getting the targets? Who's getting the yards? Give me what you got there. It's a, it's a great comparison for receivers for PPR and not PPR. Yes. So Parker, four receptions, 85 yards. Okay. Landry, 13 catches. Wow. 78 yards. Wow. Yeah. PPR dream right there, Landry. Good job. And Parker, that's not bad numbers either, you know? Not bad at all. Um, For the Jets, I did want to mention this one shining moment, if you will, for the Jets, or one diamond in the rough. Jermaine Curse, the receiver who came over from the Seahawks in a trade. Two touchdowns. 64 yards. 64 yards. So he's really the only guy on that offense that can catch a ball. But I'm not going to start the cat, but he's on waiver wires everywhere. If you need, maybe when the buys come in, you need a flex play. Could be somebody just to look out for. We're going to take Miami minus the five and a half at the Jets. Oh, another. That was an awful game, too. I mean, dude, the last two. Let's talk about this if we just have 30 seconds. Are you disappointed so far in the NFL football season? Yes. It has been a drag like I'm comparing it to college football college football I've been so excited the games are exciting all kinds of upsets all kinds of wonderful things happen and then on Sunday you look forward to the NFL slate and you're like dude when are we going to see something that's good it's not good no it's not good and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better on week three uh here's the next one this is a little bit better well not really because Buffalo sucks Denver at Buffalo Buffalo I mean, the whole idea of that game that the Bills had with the Panthers was – I didn't get to watch much football on Sunday. Dude, you didn't miss a damn thing. That game sucked. I walked in every once in a while, and I saw field goal, field goal, terrible punt, offense. Punt, 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 punt. Terrible offense. The yeah. only good thing is defense was pretty good. Yeah, it was. It, defense was pretty good. But I, the Bills are awful, and I don't see how you can – 
even begin to bet on them to score anything. Whereas, you know, Denver scored, they put up like 42 points. Yeah. They're all I mean, against the great. Cowboys. Cowboys don't have great off. I mean, great defense, but right. um, I, I, how can you deny the Broncos this game? Especially, you know, Buffalo played a great defense in Carolina. Carolina top five defense this year. They're playing wonderfully. Yeah. Denver, they're top five defense too. Yeah. Buffalo is going to run into the same thing they did in Carolina. They are playing at home, which might help them a little bit. Denver laying just three. Ooh, this one sounds too damn good to be true. You know, it probably is. But I'm biting, baby. I'm biting. I'm going Denver minus the three. Question fantasy wise, Trevor, you're, Trevor Simeon. I know you've got his numbers there. I want to say he had four touchdown game. Tell me what he four had. Four touchdowns, one interception, two hundred and thirty one. Um, he kind of spread the ball around a bunch because um, Thomas only had seventy one. Um, C.J. Anderson though, it helps. You can throw the ball when you're running back. Goes for yes. 118. Oh, wow. What a game for C.J. Anderson. He's yeah. starting out great this year. Trevor Simeon on everybody's waiver wire, at least on our fantasy football sites that we, we mess with. Do you pick him up this week? I mean, let's say you have a Dak. You know, you got Dak, but you got Simeon going up against a Buffalo's defense and Dak's going up against – who's Dallas playing? Arizona, Monday night. I what do you do? I think anybody against that – you know, against that Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, and, and Simeon's played well. Yes, he has. So, I mean, I, I got to be – Alex Smith, Trevor Simeon, who would you rather have as your QB2? Your backup, Alex Smith, right now. Alex, he's the. Do you know he's the number one fantasy quarterback in the league right now? Really, Alex Smith. He he's number five as far as passing yards. Yeah, well, if you add all the touchdowns and his rushings, he's number one. But anyway, it's interesting to see. Well, let's see how this Denver team goes uh, as they move on. They're two and zero right now. Let's see if they can continue it. But we do like Denver minus the three. And if you had a, a lean over under forty and a half, Hank, what would you say? Forty and a half. Well, oh man, can Buffalo score? Can know. they score? Not against – I'd say under. I like Because under the defense for uh, uh, Denver is going to be so strong. 24-7. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do it. 24-7. I like the under, too. All right, buddy, next up, 1 o'clock kick, Houston at New England. Houston railing 0-2. But supposedly they're supposed to have a top-five defense. We haven't seen it yet. No. The New England Patriots get back to reality with Brady's performance. I think it was four touchdowns and – maybe 400-plus yards, if I'm not mistaken. He is the oldest quarterback at 40-whatever he is to throw over 400 yards. So a job 447. Of, for what? 447. 447 against a lowly Saints defense. Can Brady do it against a Houston defense that's supposed to be much better? Number 13 and opened up and bet down a little bit, 12-and-a-half. The total's only 43-and-a-half, which seems odd to me. But maybe they're thinking Houston won't score. Maybe Houston just runs the ball to keep Brady off the field. What do you think about this contest? Oh, man, see, when you start getting into that, like, middle double-digit territory, it's hard to even, like, reasonably think that they could hit that number. But the Saints' defense is terrible. Awful. Awful. They scored 46 points. I mean, 36 points. I think they're going to score 30 again. I do too. It's does, is, can Houston score 10? I say no. Yeah. Well, New England's defense kind of stinks too. So maybe you give them 14. Maybe you give Houston 14 and New England's 30. They're still covering the number. Right. You know? That's a hard one. It's right on that number. Yeah, I think so too. It's right at about two touchdowns. I'm going to lean New England just because they're playing at home. Brady, you know, he's got something to prove at home. He always plays better there. Um, and fantasy-wise, you know <clears> – <throat> 
Gronk got a little groin injury. I think he's going to be okay. Yep. Um, Chris Hogan, he got a little banged up. Hey, brother. <laughs> Thank you. And Brandon Cooks. I'm worried about Brandon Cooks a little bit, Hank. You know, drafted, I spoke so highly of him. I was saying you can draft him in the first round if you want. So far, he and Brady don't have that kind of connection that we thought we'd see. What was it, Brandon Cooks' numbers last week? Uh, two receptions for 37 yards. Could this be his coming out party against the Houston Texans? Well, you know it's coming. It's got to be you, you know it's coming because if it's not him, it's going to be Hollister or <laughs> right. uh, Dorsett right. or Hogan. or You know, I mean, it's each week it's somebody different, so right. why not this week? I mean, they went out and got him yeah. for a reason, but that dang team is ridiculous. They pick a, a, a superhero every week, every and they week. just feed it. This week it was Tom Brady. And Gronk. Yes. You know? Let's see who the superhero is on Sunday. Let's take New England. I'm going to take New England minus the 12 and a half. Hank's on the fence. You going to lean New England? I'll lean New England, yeah. 10-4. Next up, 1 o'clock kick. New Orleans at Carolina. A huge division rivalry. We've been waiting on this game for a while, and it's coming to us in week three. Drew Brees, the offense can score at will, but their defense can't shut down anyone. Carolina's defense, on the other hand, is phenomenal. Their offense so far has looked very poor. Very poor. Carolina, a minus six favorite total, 48. Carolina get it done at home? I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think they can – they haven't scored. They haven't proven that they can score 24 points or, you know, I mean, like done anything worth that. New England's – I mean, New Orleans is going to score. They're going to. They're going to. Yes. Um, and if they get that running game going – and the only benefit to Carolina is they, they've got a good defense. But – like Ingram had 52 yards, Peterson had 26 yards, and you know there's that that whole problem with Peterson yelling at Peyton. Right. But if they can get that running game going, it's just going to open up Breeze. You know, Breeze had 356 and two touchdowns. Yes. He's going to have it again. He does it every week. He does it every week. You know, guys, y'all have heard the bad news out of Carolina. Greg Olson broke his foot out six to eight weeks. Now there's another tight end there. His name is Ed Dixon. I'm not going to say a perennial pro bowler by any means, but he's talented enough to fill the gap. If you need tight end this week, New Orleans defense stinks. If you need a tight end, let's say you have an Austin Hoopa or somebody else that you're not really confident with. Tyler Eifert. Tyler, who's, you know, what's going on with him? We'll get to him in a second. Is he hurt again by chance? I hope he's not hurt. Better not be. So anyway, you need some tight end help. Dixon would be the guy you look for on the waiver wire. Grab him, drop him in. I'm guaranteeing you. Cam's going to hit him for at least five receptions and let's say maybe about 65 yards. That number's not bad for a tight end. The play of the game here, I can't predict a winner or a loser. Hank likes New Orleans, New England. I would probably lean there too. Orleans. But I, thank you. But I would really like the over here. I'm thinking 48 gets blown out of the water. I'm seeing more like a 28-35 type of game, a shootout in Carolina. So you're saying Carolina will score? Against New Orleans defense, yes, they will. And I know New Orleans is going to score. So I'm saying over the total in a big, big way. You're like a, a <laughs> myriad of weird commentary right there. I think you went against what you said. Well, earlier. okay. Well, what, okay, I said Carolina's defense is very good, but New Orleans can score at will. Okay. So you know what I'm saying? I got this. It. This t- I'm telling you, it's and also I'm going to give you another fantasy gem here. McCaffrey 
scores his first professional touchdown in this game, and I bet he gets two. I'd love to see it. I would. Love I bet to he gets see two. It. So you uh, draft or FanDuel or DraftKings guys that play the daily, put McCaffrey in your lineups. He is going to get you two touchdowns for show. Next up, Tampa Bay at Minnesota. It's a 1 o'clock kick. For some reason, Vegas has this off the board. I want to say it's because of the Bradford injury. They don't know if he's going to play or not. Right. Um, Sam Bradford is questionable in this game, so we don't have any lines really to even look at here, Hank. But Minnesota at home against Tampa Bay, who looked great last week. T- talk about Tampa Bay real quick. That one last week against the Bears, 29-7. Jameis Winston, 204 with a touchdown. Rodgers, 67 yards in a touchdown. Yeah. Barber had 47 yards. Re- um, the receiving, Evans, 93 with a touchdown. D. Jackson, 39 Okay. Um, everybody else is kind of under that. Well, they really didn't have to do much offensively because the Bears only scored seven, so they probably shut it down maybe a little. Or actually, I'm looking at the, the line, the second half score, no points in the third quarter and just three points in the fourth quarter, so they shut it down second half. Yeah. They didn't have to do anything. Yep. What, what can Tampa Bay do against this Minnesota D? I think, I think Tampa Bay is going to win this game. I love I, Tampa you know, Bay. I do too. I think that, that, I think that the number will come back out pretty close. Yep. And I think that they blow it out. Bradford or no Bradford, it doesn't matter. You like Tampa Bay? Yeah. I dig it, too. You see Dalvin Cook's number for Minnesota last week, Hank? Let's see if we can find that real quick. I do. He has got 64 yards. So he came back to earth a little bit after the Sterling performance opening week. And receiving-wise, I saw Diggs and Thielen. Thielen actually might have got a little banged up. What do you see for the Rudolph had 45. Thielen had 44. Uh, Diggs only had 27. Yeah, they were actually a backup quarterback was throwing to him. Keenum. It was Case Keenum. Yeah, so. 167. What you, can't do much yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't talk about a backup quarterback here on the Fantasy Formula. Next up, Atlanta at Detroit. Atlanta looks great. Detroit looks great. Do you see them whoop the Giants on the road? I think my man got his money, and he wants to prove it. You know what he looks like to me? Did you watch the game Monday night? I, I did. A little bit of it, not a lot of it. Dude, Stafford is running around in the pocket, making plays with his feet. Not Back in the day, he'd throw three picks a game. Sure now would. he's so safe with that ball. He's not going to make a bad play. The dude reminds me almost like a little Brady. He is just not making bad decisions. This game, actually, I kind of like this game. Atlanta at Detroit. This might be the game of the week. One o'clock kick. Atlanta's a three-point favorite on the road. The total's 49 and a half. Well, you know, Stafford only had 120, 122 yards. They <laughs> Rushed the ball a ton. I think Abdullah had 90 and Riddick had 40. Or 86. Uh, Riddick had 20. Yeah. Stafford had 23. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, he threw two TDs, man. Yes. I mean, it's just, it, you know, those numbers, he's just deficient. Efficient. That is the word. And that is what he's doing right now. Will this efficiency work against an Atlanta offense who is efficient and will score at will? Will this, what do you think about this what's game? The, what's the line? Three. Atlanta. I think Atlanta is just the more complete team, you know, and so I think that, you know, their running game, Devonta Freeman's going to do it every week until he hits a Denver or somebody like that. He's going to keep running on people. He's going to run all over uh, Detroit. Um, He had 84 yards, two touchdowns, Ryan, 252 and a touchdown. Uh, uh, Jones receiving had 108. Finally, Julio back in the fold. They just are more complete yeah so i'm gonna go with atlanta yeah i like it you know what i think this number's right at three i would probably lean to atlanta too but this is gonna be a close game the total at 49 and a half you know detroit is going to try to run 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 just like they did against the giants to keep matt ryan and them off the field i'm gonna lean under just because of what detroit lions offense has been doing burn the clock 
rush the ball, Stafford make good decisions, burn, clock, burn. That's how I like So I'm going to go under 49.5 and lean with you, Atlanta minus the three. I think that's a smart play right there. Okay, 1 o'clock, New York Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles, Hank. 1 o'clock game. This is the last one on the schedule for the ones. Vegas has the number Philadelphia minus a 5, 43 and a half to me. The Giants look like they don't even want to be out there anymore. They look pathetic at home on Monday. Philadelphia's offense looks like it's clicking. What, what, what happens here against well, the Giants, know, Philadelphia? New York, is, I mean, Eli had 239 with a touchdown, one interception. I mean, you know, he didn't completely crap the bed. I mean, he's going to go out there and try to crap. He had no time. That's what I'm saying. Their offensive line is terrible. Oh. He's just running for dear life out there. He really is. And, you know, Beckham had 36. Ingram had 49. Um, I don't think that they can get to a point where they can make a play yeah. because of their line. So there's no way I can take New York. Yep, I've noticed on a lot of waiver wires, Paul Perkins, who everyone drafted probably typically around four or five, is starting to get dropped. I mean, they're not even because they don't run the ball. The Giants do not run the ball. Um, How happy are the Eagles fans though that Wentz is there? Gosh, man. I mean, you know, he did three thirty-three, two touchdowns and an interception. I mean, people have to be like, I mean, that's the question. It's like if somebody like that is still out there, do you pick him up and Russell Wilson? Dude, if he Wilson? was if he was on a waiver wire, I would pick him up in a second. Look and see how many rushing yards he had too. The dude runs the ball. Fifty-five. He had fifty-five rushing yards. Think about that as a fantasy quarterback. That's a top five fantasy quarterback right there. Yeah, phenomenal. Um, when it comes to Philadelphia Eagles running game, however. You know, LeGarrette Blunt is on two of my teams. I think he had .5 fantasy points. He does not nothing. not even on here. Yeah, exactly. He does nothing. So they have kind of morphed their offense into a, the Wentz show. He's throwing it or rushing it. So, yeah, if you can get Wentz, put him in your lineup. That dude is gold. You baby. know, Sproles, he, they have Sproles, and he rushed for 48, and he caught 30. Yeah. He's just, you know, steady Eddie. Steady flex. Start him every week and flex. Yep. I love that dude. Let's go. I'm going to lean Philadelphia minus the five at home against the lowly Giants offense. You dig? Dig it. Four o'clock. Here we go. First four o'clock game, Seattle at Tennessee. Now, if there's going to be a time, we talked about Russell Wilson coming out. Let's come out against these Tennessee Titans. Let's show the world what the Seattle Seahawks are made of against an up-and-coming Tennessee team. Vegas kind of thinks opposite. Tennessee favored by two and a half, right? So if you put the home field advantage in, Vegas always gives the home team three. So they're leaning. They're saying it's basically a pick 'em, where probably. Week one, if these two teams played Seattle on the road, they'd be like a three-point favorite. Is what right. I, it's like a six-point swing. So Tennessee at home, two and a half. The total's forty-three. Hank, I'm going to take Seattle because they're too they're too good to to yes. do this. Now I'll also take the over. Yes, right. If Seattle's going to get it done, they got to score some points. They right. got to score some points. I mean, Wilson had one ninety-eight and a touchdown. That Carson kid ran for ninety-three. He did. I mean, he's stepping out in front saying, hey, I'm going to be the running back here. For 93 yards, I think they're going to give him the ball more. But, you know, Lockett had 64, Baldwin 44, and then it kind of goes down from there. Procise was only a receiver. He only caught 22 yards. Really? You know, interesting, Eddie Lacy was a healthy scratch from the game. So, no injuries, but he did not – he didn't, I don't even think he suited up, dude. He didn't even get in the game. So, anyway, if you drafted Eddie Lacy, it's time to cut bait fantasy-wise, y'all. Drop this dude. It's over. Go get the Carson kid. Pick up the ProSize. One of those dudes are going to fill the role. can see ProSize being the third down back, the Carson guy being the first and second down back, taking Lacy's spot. Um, I like what you're saying, too. I like Seattle to win this game on the road, and let's go over the total. Anything to say about Tennessee? I mean, Mariota did 215. Ooh. Touchdown. Derrick Henry. 
And Derrick Henry, 92 yards and a touchdown. Do we have trouble in Tennessee in the backfield? You've got DeMarco Murray. They said he's got a hamstring issue. He has a hamstring issue. He said he's going to be fine. But after Derrick Henry puts up about 100 yards, could Derrick Henry be getting it to the mix now, taking some of DeMarco Murray's run? Possibly could. Yeah. I like Derrick Henry this week as a flex. Yep. As you shake your iPad. Hurry, hurry. Come on. Next up, we've got Kansas City at the L.A. Chargers. Kansas City, man, they look to be one of the top five teams in the league. Kareem Hunt looks to be a top five running back in the league. Chargers playing at home. They got to get a win. They're 0-2. Kansas City is a a three-and-a-half point favorite by Vegas and a a 46-and-a-half point total. I mean, Kansas City is just hitting on all cylinders, aren't they? They're legit. They're legit. Uh, Alex Smith, 251 with a touchdown. Hunt, 81, two touchdowns. Uh, Kelsey, 103 in a big, touchdown. Big time. I mean, they are playing well. And, and uh, L.A., the Chargers, aren't. Yes. They're not. So, I don't I, – you know, I, they, they still have the weapons to do it. Melvin Gordon's running the ball pretty well. He's running actually very well. Keenan Allen, I see that he made over 100 yards for the – you know, coming off his injury last year. He's back to Keenan Allen type of numbers, nine receptions for 100 yards. Right. So, but I still feel like Kansas City comes out and does work. I love it too, Hank. Kansas City looks like to be the team to beat – Going to contend in the AFC for a Super Bowl contention for sure with those New England Patriots. Let's lean Kansas City minus the three and a half, and I'm going to go under the total 46 and a half. Kansas City's defense is pretty good. LA's offense not clicking as of yet. 425 kick. Next up, Cincinnati at Green Bay. This is interesting. Interesting. Cincinnati looks to be like one of the worst teams in the league, right? They're doing nothing. They haven't scored a touchdown yet, Hank. They haven't scored a touchdown yet this year. With that offense, Andy Dalton, A.J. Green, Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard, Tyler Eifert, they're loaded. What is going on in Cincinnati? Maybe they figured out against Green Bay. Green Bay started as a nine-point favorite. Now it's an eight-point favorite, 44 total what do you think happens i think green bay rolls in this one because i don't think that they can get it done unfortunately i i mean i love the idea of the Bengals. at the beginning of the year i was like you know you got uh dalton out there he's experienced he's going to be able to run the offense you've got mixon coming in who did 36 yards he's the leading rusher at 36 yards Mm. he caught five yards aj green 67 yards and Dalton threw for 224. That's it. No touchdowns. Not good. I mean, you've got to be able to score, and they can't score. And I'm not going to put my money on them until they can t- prove to me that they can. On the contrary, my friend. Oh, you, you said Tyler <laughs> Eifert was going to be the, the on, lock of the, on the contrary. century last friend. week with two touchdowns, and he didn't he score did. jack. You're right. I blew that one, but I won't blow it this time. Didn't week. I say that I was going to sit here and yell at you when he didn't <laughs> you did. do that? Well, you've done a good job. You're yelling at me it's right now. It's the worst Mission pick ever, and you've Mission. had some terrible ones, especially when I was in Vegas and you told me to pick the Bulls. <laughs> you would never forget that. You would never forget that. We put many, down money on that thing. How many years ago was that? Was that a decade ago and you still talk about that? I don't care. I lost yeah, money on the lock of the century. <laughs> well, Hank. I'm going to tell you another lock of the decade here, okay? This will be lock of the decade, not of the century. Let's try these Cincinnati Bengals one more time. Let's go Cincinnati Bengals plus the eight on the road. All the naysayers that say they can't score, which I've said a million times, they're going to prove us wrong against Green Bay. I'm going over the total 44. I'm going Cincinnati plus the eight. Parlam, put the house on it, baby. Here they come. Oh, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Jordy Nelson is questionable, too, so Jordy Nelson owners. That 
give me Jordy Nelson's stats last week. I think he laid an egg. That's why he's not playing. Is <laughs> they won't Probably. let him play anymore because he was so terrible. Because he was week. so terrible. Yeah. I understand that. Hey, you know he's got a lot of power over there. Yes, he does. Uh, Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson. He does. <laughs> he did not have record enough to be on here. Oh my gosh! Year. So he had a real tough game. Ty Montgomery, guys, look for him in the backfield of Green Bay. That they do this fantasy gold right now. Top seventy-five 10. yards receiving with one touchdown and rode for uh, ran for thirty-five with one. That's touchdown. That's fantasy RB one material. You got to start him. Good job, Hank. Hey, that's the way to recover with the stats real quick. I noticed you turned it off and you came right back to it quickly without sweating. Good job. Next game, eight thirty Sunday night. Oakland, your <laughs> Oakland Raiders, Hank. Unbelievable, these guys. Yep. There they go. Whooping There they go. There they go again. There they go again. On the road at Washington. This will be a fun Sunday night game. Oakland is scoring at will. Washington, you know, they got some injuries going on right now. R. Kelly in the backfield looks like he's out. R. Kelly. That cracks me up every time, man. R. Kelly in the backfield. That's it. What's that what's song? Come on, give me one. Ignition. Come on, what's that? What's that one? How's it go? This is the remix. So you know oh, yeah, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you feel me. You feel me. Uh, do you know that R. Kelly, not to change the subject or anything, oh, you're but you're changing the subject. You know that supposedly he is a cult leader now, and like he's got mad women following him that live in this little, well, not this big mansion up on a hill, like maybe 20 to 30. What? He's a cult leader. Yeah, it's called uh, This Is Remix to Ignition. That's the song right there. That's the, it, you ever heard this one? This is the one that him and... Uh, <laughs> him and... Uh, what's that cat's name? Uh, Usher. 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 They're dating the same girl. Oh, yeah. This oh, is a classic. It's a classic. It's a good one. Yeah, come to my house and be a cult member. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, y'all Google that uh, R. Kelly. It's some pretty <laughs> weird stuff. He's the leader of a cult. But anyway. Oh, he's into some weird stuff. Yes. He, ooh, his history. Woo. Yes, his he history. is. Good Lord, R. Kelly. My Lord. <laughs> okay, 830 Sunday, Oakland. Let's get back to fantasy back here, to Hank. Hank. Sorry. You know. Oakland. No. Hey, Carr, 230 with three touchdowns. The guy is doing him. He went to the crab, man. Mr. Crabtree caught three touchdowns last 80 week. 80 yards, three touchdowns. Sick. Richard had 51, and uh, the running back had 58 yards and a touchdown, too. So he had a good day. Are you worried about Amari Cooper at all? It seems like Crabtree is getting all the touchdown love. Cooper seems a little lost in the mix right now. I mean, are, Do you worry about him, or you just keep on starting him? He's, it's going to come. Well, you know, the, the tough thing, and the Jets were not a great example of this, but, you know, that receiver, that wide receiver one takes a lot of pressure off of Crabtree, Crab you true. know, so I mean that's that's part of it. And when you have a defense like the Jets, they probably put two on Cooper, shut him down, which is not good for the Cooper owners, right? But real good for the Crabtree owners, really good for the Crabtree owners. Yeah. On the other side, Washington, Kirk Cousins been a huge disappointment appointment so far. Give me some numbers from him last week, Hank. Uh, hold on, let mm-hmm. me get to it. Loading, loading. I've loading. got processing going on here. Loading. He had uh, 179 yards with the touchdown. God, it sucks. Cousins was supposed to be top 10 quarterback this yep. year. R. Kelly ran for 78. Yeah, times. this is remixed to ignition. <laughs> Hot and fresh out the kitchen. So, um, in R. Kelly's, you know, he's out. Yep. Now, there's two running backs back there. you got Thompson. Thompson and P. Ryan, right? P. Ryan. Thompson's more of the third down back, even though he rushed. I think he scored two touchdowns. Two touchdowns, week. 77 yards. Yeah, he had a great, great week. P. Ryan on waiver wires. I picked him up today. In I our p- league? In our league. I picked him up today. 
because I think he's going to fill the role for R. Kelly. They says Ray McDev. All right, all right, all right. For the first and second down role, and then Thompson will come in the third down. So I picked him up. We'll see how that goes. Does Washington have any chance to stay close to this Oakland Raiders offense? No. Me, I agree. I think Oakland's. I think Oakland is like proven that they're a top tier team right now. I agree. Now. That they're going in, and you know they're going in against tough people when playing well. Um, so I. I I'm taking them. Oakland all day, minus the three. Hank, we've only disagreed on one so far. Let's see if we can do well on this last one together. It's the Monday night classic in Arizona. Dallas going to Arizona. Dallas right now as a three-point favorite, total 47. There's been some stuff going on in the Dallas locker room regarding Ezekiel Elliott. Now, I think he's going to make it through the year, Hank. I think the suspension stuff, which has been looming, it's kind of dying down a little bit. I think if there's any suspension, it will come next year. Right. But that's not a guarantee. That's just kind of how I feel. So Zeke should have that kind of monkey off his back right now and, and be able to concentrate on running the ball for Dallas because he sure did not do it last week. No, he had What's, eight yards. He had eight <laughs> yards. That's probably in his life, even when he was playing peewee ball and junior high ball. He's never only rushed for eight yards. So this hurt him. And he, he had the most carries, too. He had nine. Nine carries. I mean, it isn't like he had 20, but he right. had nine carries for eight yards. And he's the kind of guy that gets four yards a carry. Absolutely. So I don't know if you noticed at the end, but it was fourth quarter, Dak threw an interception, and Zeke basically basically didn't try to – had no effort making a tackle on the, the guy that intercepted it. Right. And so a lot of people in Dallas were upset about it. And Zeke was like, hey, sorry. I don't know what Zeke said, actually. I just know that there was an issue with him not giving effort – enough effort will this come to haunt him you know as they move forward here this season well you know the, the guys on the field know what's going on more than true you know the what, media what and the, the fans. media and everything else is and that, you know you can forgive a teammate for taking a play one play off like you're you know if he was like guys i apologize i'm sorry right. it was magnified because of the media right but they know they see him in practice. They see him on the sure. field. They're going to know what's going on. And if he's that kind of player, then absolutely it's going to haunt him. Yeah. But if it was one play, I you know, I mean, that. you can you can sympathize with the guy. The guy's been in the middle of a sure. nightmare for a couple of months. Absolutely. I, I like what you say there. I completely agree. Arizona, on the other hand, you know, they're coming off a come-from-behind win against the Indianapolis Colts. I'm telling you, Hank, I said it from the beginning, this team stinks. Dave, with no David Johnson – I guess you rely now. Chris Johnson's been a waiver wire wonder. A lot 44 of people, yards. 44 yards. People are picking him up. J.J. Nelson. J.J., okay. That's what we're talking about now. 120 J. J. yards. Touchdown. Boom. Bingo. So Fitzgerald kind of falling down as he ages gracefully and J.J. Nelson rising up. He's waiver wire wonder as well. I put him in a top three waiver wire pickup this week because if Arizona's going to win and the total is 47 by Vegas, they think it's going to be a shootout. J.J. Nelson will get his. Who wins the ball game, Hank? <sighs> Dallas minus three. Arizona will not win this game. I think I think Dak Dak got beat up last yes, game. Did yes, you see did. him about like break his leg yeah. when oh, they rolled over him? How did he not how was hurt. he not more injured than he was? Yeah. I agree. So I think that Dallas is going to come out and play much better. I think Zeke's going to come out and play much better. You know, I think I he, he's going to come out and play. So I'm definitely taking Dallas in this game. I love Dallas minus three two, and I'm going to lean over the total forty seven and a half. Good job, Hank. That was awesome. We just got through all that NFL fantasy football. Um, let's take a quick moment to thank one of our sponsors, Hank. I'm going to give you the comp. You go for it, baby. Well, you know, one of our sponsors that we talked about last week was the Sock Factory, which these guys are doing amazing things with socks right now. And you talk yes, about it, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, 
how can you do amazing things? They really are. I mean, the technology is like getting better with recovery and stuff like that. And they've done a bunch of lines. But the cool thing is, it's been in North Carolina since 1975, right? So yes. we've seen them here. They've been here. They've grown. But they've even grown their lines. Like their three lines. I know that Fit Sock is a is a more of a running sock. It's one that I run in. I, I love them. Um, crazy compression, which is the recovery sock. Um, this, this brand is taken off and they just do it on Facebook. I mean, they're not even like pushing it and it's selling, you know, and if you haven't seen it, it's a great product. And then the last one's William Tucker. It's a dress sock. That's a little bit more cutting edge for a younger group. Um, although, you know, they're nice for everybody, yeah, but beautiful. they're really cool. They're really cool. So we appreciate the sock factory for sponsoring us. Hank, how do we buy these socks? Where do we go to to get these fine pieces of footwear? Well, you can either go to the factory or you can go to thesockfactory.com. So uh, they've got all their selections on there. Um, you can go through a really easy process. Um, so you go to sockfactory.com and pick up any one of these lines, Crazy Compression, William Tucker, or Fit Sock. And another really interesting tidbit of info, I work for a printing company and some of our packaging are on several of those socks oh wow thank you thank you sock factory for the business you guys go check them out www.thesockfactory.com okay hank before we get out of here today there are some big big college football games let's just highlight three we're going to start in raleigh north no we're going to start florida state tallahassee we're going to start in tallahassee florida state at home they haven't played in a month hank because of the uh hurricane with a new quarterback. They haven't played since opening week. They've got a new quarterback. The North Carolina State Wolfpack come marching. Marching down to Tallahassee. Florida State, 13-point favorite. Total, 52. Do the Wolfpack get it done? Look at me in my eyes and tell me. Look at <laughs> me got, in my eyes. I got to tell you, Chad, <laughs> if I were Florida State, I'd want no other person coming down there but NC State <laughs> for the Terrible. ACC. Okay? State so, always gives them a game, I'm telling you. I understand that, but listen to me, okay? You don't have, if you don't have to leave your state to recruit. You don't have to leave you you don't have to leave a, a specific area in your state to recruit. Right. You've got an advantage over people. The guy Francois 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 right? he was we, we. one heck of an athlete. Yes. The guy coming in behind him is probably not very far behind. Probably close. Okay? Yes. So this is a top-tier national team that Florida State is. I think you guys get curb-stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like your chances going down there. Have you, on the road. Uh, like, on the road. So, if you were at home, I would feel much better about it. Okay. Not down there, brother. I, I like your honesty. Thank you. I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to disagree with you. <laughs> of course I'm going would. to have to disagree with you. State always plays this Florida State team very close. Mm. Very close. Back in the 90s, we actually upset them several times. The Tory Holt-led Wolfpack upset Florida State when they were undefeated. They were like the king dingaling. We would get them. Are you bringing 90 <laughs> statistics in here? I got, I'm, I'm grasping. I'm, gra- I'm grasping for straws. But I think the Wolfpack, I'm not going to call the outright victory, but they keep this number within the 13. Let's look for more like a 35-31 type of game. Maybe the Wolfpack pull it out, maybe not, but they cover this line. I'll tell you a game that everybody down here is very interested in. Did hey. they wear leather helmets when, <laughs> during this game? Because that's all you want to talk about, apparently. Uh, they may have. <laughs> so, 330 kick. Interesting. Appalachian State hosting an ACC, not a powerhouse, no. but a strong Wake Forest team this year. 
They're saying there will be more people in Boone for this game than in recorded history in the, the town of Boone. More people will be there this weekend. Can Appalachian State shock the ACC and upset the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, who are five-point favorite? I think they can. I think they can. You want, you want them to, I don't do you? want them you to. You want them to. You know, being from a small school, I like that. Sure. Um, Appalachian, you're going to – you know, you have to – like really take them into consideration when you're you know you're just not going to walk in and beat them anymore like everybody we talked right. about before yes. so you have to game plan for them and i don't know if i think they're a good enough team to put up a fight i do too and i think <laughs> the reason why more people are going to be in boone than ever recorded yes. is because wake forest fans know that too mm-hmm. and they're like we got to be there to cheer our boys on because we'll walk out of there with our ass whooped you know what's pretty interesting i heard a fun fact this Monday, that tickets because it's sold out. It's sold out in less than twenty four hours, right? And you know, most of the time, you go to App Game, you can get a ticket. Yeah, you ain't getting a ticket for this. But if you had tickets and you wanted to sell them, they're going for like two hundred fifty to five hundred dollars for an App Weight game. I'd rather see Bruno Mars, <laughs> no doubt about it. But anyway, it's just crazy to think about how that program where it's started where it is right now. App's really on yeah. the up up and up and up all right one last one hank and we'll get out of here for today so we've got an sec clash mississippi state last week shocked the world and beat lsu who is ranked top seven now they travel to georgia who faced to face the georgia bulldogs also undefeated vegas got the number georgia minus five between the hedges against the mississippi state bulldogs if it was in mississippi i would say that they would they would win but i think georgia won't let that happen yeah i like it too let's take georgia at home minus the five all right, Hank Job, well done, my friend. We got through another fantasy formula. Oh, shoot. I meant to tell you, I had a couple texts come through while we were on the show, and they're asking your opinion on something. Can I give you a fantasy question before we leave? Sure. Okay. <clears throat> this is Mike from Massachusetts. 0-2 and, and 1-1. and Both my teams are awful. First question, <laughs> will Andrew Luck ever return, or should I cut him now? Well, we kind of addressed that. Yep. You feel it? What, do you, what I, it was your feel? I'd say you, – I, if he comes back, he he won't play. So maybe cut him now. Just get rid of him. If you if you can find somebody serviceable and you need that spot, yes. but if you're in a league where you can hold forty on the bench, right. Then just hold him. Absolutely, good call. Um, next, Greg Olson out with a foot. Is there a tight end to pull in put in his place to replace Olson's hundred yard per game receiving yards? Well, you know, I mean, we kind of talked about it. Anybody, you know, it's kind of been a little bit Jekyll and Hyde, the guys that were going to be great tight ends, you know, that some of them have shown yeah, up. You know, yeah. I mean, the Kelseys have shown up. And, Gronk you know, showed up last week. Gronk yeah. showed up last week, but the Eiferts and uh, Greg Olson wasn't having a, like yeah, a he, great He year. wasn't. So, you know, maybe you take your chance on the guy coming in behind Ed Olsen. Dixon. That, let's do that. Let's right. take our chance on him. I mean – He's athletic as heck. Cam is not going to let this ship sink, I don't think. Right. And so – he may be one. He's definitely out there, yeah. and he may be one that you want to pick up. Yep. Also, if Martellus Bennett, he's the Green Bay tight end, is out there on waiver wire, probably not. But anyway, Rodgers has targeted that dude 15 times so far this year. He's also had seven drops. <laughs> so, but anyway, Rodgers is targeting him, so that's somebody to look for if you need to tie in. All right, Hank, before we get out of here, there's a lot of fun stuff happening in Hickory this weekend. The foot 
Candle Film Festival. It's finally here. It's here. It's here. It starts Thursday. Tickets available. I'm not sure where that foot candle stuff is, but you could probably check out footcandle.com or check out the mesh.tv. I'm sure there's some info regarding the uh, film festival here this weekend. It's a lovely uh, weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, short films, feature films, all kinds of fun stuff. Get your popcorn ready. I know my wife is going Friday to the film festival. Fantastic. I'll be kicking it with the kids. And also, did you play in the tennis match yesterday, Monday? I did. I, don't, I haven't heard any results. What happened? So we uh, played, you know, there's three matches. Okay. And so it was, uh, uh, I ended up playing with one of the better players. So, you know, the way that this is situated is a good player and a a bad player, we'll say. You know, somebody that's not playing as much. And um, so Todd Blair and Chris Lovern played together. Yes. They won their match 6-4-6-1. Wow, great. C.J. Hines and L.T. Thompson had to play together. Whoa. That's bad on bad. (laughs) And at one point when they switched sets... CJ looked at LT and said, <laughs> you suck. <laughs> so um, they Love lost it. one and one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, ours was the latest match, took it to the this end. for all the money and right it here, was, right? And uh, it was uh, Dustin Deal and myself. Sure. We lost the first set 6-4, lost the next set 7-5. Oh, wow. It was, uh, it was pretty tough. Yeah. A pretty tough beat. But well, it that's was fun. Our, yeah, and that's our opening Match right. We right. got many more matches to play, and so we're just getting our feet wet. You get yours Monday. I play Monday. Yeah, you're, oh, okay. you're on the you're on the ticket. Okay, you're going. You know who I'm playing with? Uh, I will find that out. But yes. you're playing. You're going. You're traveling. Oh, I'm traveling. You're going to Boone. Holy cow! Get your head right. Got to get mean, my head you right. Can't, you can't. Yeah. You know, mess around too much. You Was that team pretty right. strong? I mean, do they, are they comparable to us? Oh, I team? think I think you're going to do well. You know, I think that uh, when you get in there. You got nerves. You've got a little bit going on, and um, I think you're going to do just fine. Well, thank you, Hank. You know, they. I am a prime time player. You, you know, are a prime when, time when, when it's time to shine. I, I will shine. So anyway, I'll look forward to that. I'll look forward to the foot candle this weekend, and I will look forward to talking to you next week. Fantasy Formula. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.